He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And this is going to be a fun episode because every year, whenever I get invited to do the Elevate conference or an Elevate webinar in this case from Breezeway, I always ask them for permission to post it on the podcast because I think it's great to do these webinars. I think there's a lot of education in them, but I know a lot of you may or may not be able to attend. So I figured... Why not, if I'm on a webinar, put it on the podcast and let all of you who are supporting the show by listening and tuning in every week get to hear it as well? Because I think this is a really good conversation to wrap up the year. I know we still have about, you know, two, well, no, not even two months, one month until January hits. And man, has time flown by? It has been the craziest year. Yes, I will be doing a year recap episode solo coming out right after Christmas, right before January hits and announcing some stuff to be on the lookout for. So I also just want to give you a heads up on that. But this webinar was all about the 2022 conferences. And I know I've done my own conference recaps with a Book Direct Show and VRMA, but this is actually going into not just those conferences, but Conferences throughout the whole year, there was a, a total of, I don't even remember actually, to be honest, Corinne hit a ton of them from Breezeway, I hit about seven, and then Carrie and Dave each hit about two or three, so we all had a lot of conferences this year. So what we're going to talk about is what is something that you should look for when going to a conference? Is it for networking? Is it for education? Is it for hitting your specific, you know, item on software or operations or regulation, whatever it might be, what is that goal and how do you process that goal with how you're going to implement it into your business or into your team, into your workflow, into your life? So there's a lot of good discussion points here. We talk about some trends we saw. We talk about all sorts of things involving conferences and community and industry. So I'm excited for this episode. We're going to jump right in to this with the amazing opening with Corinne, who is with Breezeway, and she's a great friend of the podcast as well. You probably have heard her name once or twice. But before we do that, you know that we always have to give an amazing shout out to all of our podcast partners who make this podcast possible. Yes, it's a lot of peas and it's a little bit of a tongue twister, but I just want to say a big thank you to Hostfully, to Safely, and to Minute Minute has come in as a new partner and it was so great to finally meet them at VRMA and talk with them about just all sorts of what do we see happening in the industry? How is the product evolving? How is it evolving host? How is it evolving property managers? Lots of good times. And of course, Safely uh, and Hostfully are just amazing companies as well, who I also got to have great dinners with throughout conference season and, and great drinks. So it was such a good time that if you haven't heard of them, I would be surprised if you're a first-time listener, then just know that these three companies really are the amazing behind the scene making this show possible. So just thank you guys. Check out the show notes for all of the special deals and offers for you. And now let's jump into this Breezeway Elevate Conference recap in three, two, one. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. 
You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, well, let's do it. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, everybody, to the November Elevate webinar. Um, my name is Corinne Oki. I'm the VP of Client Experience here at Breezeway. Want to cover a couple of housekeeping items with you all. Um, we've got a, a great group of panelists who are going to, um, to be sharing with you all today. But we also want to hear from you. So we encourage you to ask questions, um, chat in, let us know what, you know, if there's anything we're not covering that you want, uh, please feel free to use the um the chat or the QA within here. We'll try to get as many questions as we can answered live and any that we are unable to, we'll do our best to get back to you um, with some updates. So um, before we kick it off, I do want to just sort of recap why we're all here. So um, this is our Elevate webinar series. So for folks who don't know, um, Breezeway started two years ago putting on an Elevate Property Operations Summit uh, in March uh, each year. And so we just, uh, we've completed two and we'll be working on another one, which we'll tease here at the end of today's webinar. Uh, and then we thought, you know, everybody needs education throughout the year. Um, so what if we take these and help everyone elevate their business by doing monthly webinars? So we focus on different things each month. Um, and this month is a look back at the 2022 events uh, and learnings from the, the major um, industry events that have happened this year. So um, if you have been to a vacation rental management conference uh, or a short-term rental conference or whatever vernacular you want to use, but you've been in a big group of people that all do the same things that you do, you know how beneficial it can be to hear from industry experts, to build relationships, to just really get to like hear and, and feel that you're not alone in, in what you do every day and the challenges that you face um, and and generally leave thinking, oh my gosh, I just got so much information. What the heck am I supposed to do with it? So we're going to talk a little bit about um, today, how you pick some of those events, what you do with the information that you get at the events and, um, and, and share some of the top takeaways that we had uh, as attendees at many events this fall season. Um, so as I said earlier, my name is Karinoki. I'm the VP of Client Experience at Breezeway. I'm guessing you're familiar with Breezeway since you're on our webinar today. But if you're not, we are a property care operations and guest services platform that helps our clients uh, really elevate the care that they give to the homes and the service they provide to the guests who stay with them. So um, that's all you're going to hear from me. Our team is more than happy to tell you more about what we do but you're really here to hear from my friends uh, that are here on the screen with me today. So really excited to introduce you to each of them. I'm gonna ask um, all three of them to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about them. And then we're gonna we're gonna dig in. So um, who wants to go first? Oh, everybody's <laughs> pointing. Um, Dave, I'm gonna have you go first. I picked Will last time. Okay. Uh, hello everyone. My name is Dave Roberts. I am the... Vice President of Operations and Strategy for Outer Banks Blue at Sandbridge Blue. Uh, Outer Banks Blue has about 300 properties on the northern Outer Banks of North Carolina. 
Uh, Sandbridge has about 100 properties in the Virginia Beach, south side of Virginia Beach, uh, Sandbridge area. And we also have a laundry facility that's uh, in Elizabeth City. Been with the in the industry for about six years. Uh, prior to that, I was 25 years in, in production management, leadership, turnaround plants, general manager for uh, a couple Fortune 50 companies. Decided to get out of the corporate rug race and uh, rat race and jump into this uh, crazy industry. Had no idea at the time. <laughs> Does anybody really know what they're getting into? <laughs> All right, Carrie, we'll sandwich you in between the two gentlemen. Okay, well, I'm Carrie Racico with Tahoe Truckee Vacation Properties. Uh, we manage about 160 properties in the Truckee North Lake Tahoe region. Um, we do a large part of our portfolio is short-term rentals. Uh, we also do seasonal leases um, via ski leases, which are very popular kind of rental here in um, Tahoe. And we do long-term rentals as well. Um, I have a team of about seven to 10 employees, um, given this, you know, give or take the season. And um, I serve on a local board for sustainable tourism, which is part of like the TBID. So kind of having some, you know, hands in the ordinances and regulation, or at least trying to, that our region is facing. Um, and my backstory is a real estate family, and I myself was an engineer during green building consulting. So yeah, a little bit about me. And last but not least, Will. Thanks, Corinne. I'm Will Slickers. So I originally started in the hotel world and then I got exposed to this little thing called Airbnb or short-term rentals through my parents and fell in love with the industry right then and there because I realized it solved a lot of problems I had as a hotel manager. Uh, out of boredom, I started a podcast, which then led to me about three or four years later launching my first podcast network called hospitality.fm, where we work with and produce the top shows within hotels, vacation rentals, restaurants, you name it. And yeah, we do a lot of events. So this is a perfect conversation for us. I also have a small independent boutique vacation rental management company called Recreation Vacation Rentals, just based out in Seattle. But we have properties from Washington State to Florida to Pennsylvania. So all over the board. Amazing. Well, for our, our attendees, you guys are in for a real treat. This is a, a rock star um, trio that, that we have joining us today. Um, so I think um, we want to kick it off with the poll because we want to sort of understand um, where you're all coming from. So you'll see this poll question just came up. How many or have you been to an event this season, this year? Um, what does that look like? Were you at one, two, 10? Um, Breezeway was at 35. Um, we participated in 35 conferences-ish, probably forgot one or two, um, this year. And I personally was at about 10. So um, while we wait for the uh, the poll to go on, how about you guys? How many shows were you you guys at this year? Um, I did two industry shows. Yeah. And then um, I'll mention it later, but then also doing local community kind of events um, throughout the year as well. Very cool. Will, Dave? I think we're at like seven, but two of them were outside of the industry. One was local and then the rest were um, all short-term rental, vacation rental related. 
Yeah, for me, it was, uh, went to three for this calendar year, both the uh, Burma International a couple of weeks ago, and then the Burma Spring Forum um, earlier this year. And then we went to one of our, our uh, property management system software uh, summit as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot of options. I, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. So we're going to talk about, like, you know, there are, there are industry events, there are user, um, user conferences. So you know, as you start to think about what is the right conference, how many should I go to, what does that look like, who do I send? Um, these are all things we're gonna, we're gonna cover. And I'm looking at the responses, and we seem to have. Uh, there's a few that have been to more than five this year. I've probably seen you at them. Nice to, nice to see you all again. Um, and then about an even split be- between people who haven't been to a conference and those that have been somewhere between one and five. So um, a good a good mix of folks on the call today. Um, so we'll go ahead and end that poll and um, and let, let's dig into it. So um, for some of our friends who are on the call who haven't been to a conference, um, didn't say ever, we just said this year, but for those folks who haven't, curious, you know, there are a lot of different options. Some of them are, are local, some of them require travel and, and um, things like that. There are industry conferences, there are software specific conferences. How do you guys sort of make the decision on where you're going to go um, and, and which shows you're going to attend? Um, yeah, so we always go to our software specific conference. Um, that's one of the conferences that we take our team to. Um, I think the reason for that is you can take concepts that you're learning from your peers, from panels, from vendors, whomever, and then learn quickly through the, um, you know, like software instructors, like how to implement it in real time, or at least in a very like actionable way. You're not trying to figure out how to like morph something to work with your system. So I think the software specific conferences are really beneficial for our team. And plus we get, it allows us to let, um, to have each team member kind of niche down to what their focus is in the company. Like within that part of the software, within that realm of guest service, owner service, housekeeping, maintenance, whatever it is. Um, and then the, the more industry-wide conferences like Burma, uh, so far that's just what I go to or leadership goes to. Um, and that's more for kind of broader industry knowledge, making sure that we're not too pigeonholed within our bubble of you know other software users. So. That's kind of how we make the decision. But at the very least, we're always going to send our team to our software's event. Same, same for you guys. Yeah, I think um, for us, it's it's where are we going to get the best bang for the buck? And typically, that's at the software-specific events uh, where we'll take a team, we'll divvy up, make sure we're covering topics not only that's of interest to the team, but anyone back at the office. Hey, by the way, if you go, can you check on this? or check up the status on that or whatever feature or thing where maybe we're a, a little bit of gap of. And then from the, the, the Berman International Conference, which is the one uh, we took a team to as well, uh, again, divvy up, make sure we have uh, some cross-functional learning there. And to me, uh, on both of those, the biggest thing, and, and, and Carrie touched on it, is the networking and the sharing of problems and solutions and uh, I get more out of just spending time on that than almost anything else because you're not alone. And as special as you might think you are, other people, other companies have 
have had the same or similar situations and maybe you can learn from and take those practices back to your office and implement. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's like, I kind of, from an operations perspective, I kind of look at it and say, do I want to go for education or do I want to go for networking? And that usually determines what conference I pick from an operator, operator standpoint. Um, from a media standpoint, I kind of have to go to all of them because there's a lot of networking. There's a lot of like getting to know what's going on behind the scenes, whether it's with softwares or operators. So um, it's probably why I attended seven of them was more of a like, we have to kind of like show up. But really from uh, if like you've never gone to a conference in the industry yet, I would just base that off of, do you want to go to get educated and learn about other operators and what the tips and tricks or best practices could be? With stuff that you're facing or, or challenged with or if you're really there to, to network and just and bring great minds together over some good cocktails and some good dinner yeah and I, I i agree i think too you know carrie and dave you guys also touched on it you know when you go uh, as you're if, if you haven't been to an event and you're thinking about all right next year's the year i'm gonna go um one of the the benefits to those user conferences is definitely that hey, I'm trying to do this and I'm challenged and the person sitting next to you uses that same software and can say, oh, we had that problem or this is what we do to do that. That's a little more difficult to achieve. It's certainly possible to achieve. Maybe just takes a little bit more planning um, at some of the larger industry events. But, um, you know, if you're new to a software or you're, um, you know, just getting up to speed, just finished your first season, want to make, you know, improvements in the way that you use that, the software specific ones can be great, but again, you can achieve that at the larger ones as well. Um, I'm curious, you know, uh, ongoing trends that you sort of heard from, from the shows that you were at, um, anything that kind of stuck out? Uh, I would say from our end, you know, I, I know we've all seen it from big property managers to Airbnb hosts. They always talk about one another. But I think this was the first year really now we're seeing them kind of collide. Um, and that was really interesting to watch people that are just on Airbnb with 10 homes or nine homes or three homes or one home to then the big operators that have 300, 400, 1,000 plus homes or, or even in urban destinations, um, really getting to, to like talk and meet. And that was a really, I wouldn't call it a specific trend, but for me, that was really exciting because I think for so long over during COVID, it's, you know, less less independent or less dependence on OTAs, the big conversation of going into uh, operation uh, you know efficiencies and making sure that you're improving your operations and running a better team and just doing all this other stuff, you know, these are conversations that we all really don't get to hear at the same time. So for me, I probably would say that will be trending throughout the next year as we're seeing short-term rental operators that have brands, they're in heavily des local destinations to then the Airbnb host that is just really getting their their toe wet in in the the the, the pond or the lake that we call short-term rentals. So um, that I think we'll continue to see and is really exciting because finally we're getting everyone at the table together. I think for me, from a, a trend standpoint or, or theme, the theme in particular was a lot of uncertainty. You know, we're coming out of the pandemic there's a lot of macroeconomic pressures out there. Don't know which one's going to cause what. But then at the same point, you also have a lot of local challenges as well, whether it's uh, short-term regulations. There's a lot of areas that are starting to get more assertive about them, for lack of a better word. And, 
you know, that's a lot of variables that are not necessarily within an uh, operator's control, but we definitely have to plan around them. Yeah, I think that over the past couple of years, we've seen uh, we've seen a trend in kind of growth, like how to grow your business, how to, you know, revenue management, business development, acquisitions, mergers. Like these are things that I think prior to maybe 2020 weren't as talked about in the in our the industry-wide space, maybe only with select companies. Um, that's exciting because it's like our industry is becoming a little more professional um, than it had been previously. So I think this year we've seen like the conversation still kind of stay on that growth subject, but the intent touch of it is more like how are we going to persevere through what's coming? Like we got good while like getting was good, however you say that. Uh, but now it's like, how do you maintain like growth right now? Is it just about um, scaling larger and larger? It's also about like attrition and retention and making sure that you're staying relevant in business as the market shifts, especially with regulation, like they've mentioned. Um, areas like ours, we already are feeling like a crunch and a little bit of, uh, you know, constriction with regulation. And then you're compounding that with an economic um, shift. And so I think that the trend I've seen this year has been like kind of motivational, like stay the course, grow, um, and then also stay involved with uh, regulation and um, your local kind of ordinances and um, decision makers. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting, you know, I went to um, a VRMA event in Colorado in the end, at the end of August. And um, and there was a lot of conversation around regulation and regulatory and 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 um, how do we be a good neighbor and how do we be the be the, you know, the the person that people want to to emulate. Right. And so I think um, you carry you guys all actually all of you commented on like more local things. And um, I would just say, you know, I know this isn't what we're talking about, but it, it goes back to some of the, the topics from those events, right? Which is that like your neighbors are your competitors, but they're also the people that are going to be in the boat with you if the waves get rocky, right? So creating that opportunity and understanding and learning from one another is, is super important. And then taking that to those larger conferences and saying, okay, we're the trucky, we're the trucky folks. And like, what are you doing in Breckenridge? And what are you doing in you know, Taos or, or wherever that is, right? Like what else is going on? Cause then you can sort of collaborate and network. Um, I heard a lot of, um, and, and Will, this sort of goes back to what you said, you know, a lot of, a lot of trends across the conferences I was at around um, professionalizing and professionalization and, and Carrie, that sort of goes to the, the growth topic that you mentioned, right? But like, how do we, if I'm a, a five property operator, how do I I professionalize just like the 500 property um, manager? Uh, a lot of talk about regulation. And I also heard a lot of talk about expectation setting. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of new owners in the industry, a lot of new folks who say, oh my God, I had amazing years in 2020 and amazing years in 2021. And what's happening this year? And and um, and so a lot of how do we set the expectation? How do we how do with our owners, but also internally, I, I talked to a lot of people that were like, business is good, but it's not as good as it was last year. And it's like, well, is it better than it was in 2019? And like, you know, we're moving in the right direction, but that's hard. And so 
I, I heard a lot of talk about expectation setting um, as well. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think um, or on the topic of like owners and expectations, a lot of people talk about like the lifespan of what a contract looks like with a homeowner. And I think we're going to see that get shorter because we had a lot of real estate investors get into the space due to the hype of COVID, right? Everyone was talking about the money they're making, the cash on cash return. And now everyone and their mother sells their, their original childhood home or whatever, and then buys an investment property, made ton, tons of money in 2020 and 2021. And now um, as more inventories added to platforms like Airbnb and Verbo, um, you know, business isn't down. It's just spread out throughout more inventory. And so now you have all these real estate investors just sitting on less fuller houses, which I think is going to be uh, a scare. And that's why they're going to be like, well, it's my manager's fault because they're not filling up my calendar. And then they're going to be hopping around to more and more vacation rental property manager management companies, uh, which is going to be quite exhausting for for the operators, obviously, but it's also going to, I think, increase the conversation around regulation. And there's going to be a ton of bad apples that hopefully will get discovered um, in, a, in a good way, but then also that could affect us in a negative way. So again, it's going to be a lot of fun things to watch when it comes to expectations and homeowners and real estate investors. Um, what are, or what were, I guess, um, some of the biggest takeaways that that you guys had um, from the shows were there specific sessions that you attended that were that created an aha moment. Um, we talked about the trends that we saw, but any specific sessions or or any particular like you know nugget of information um, that we that you could share with um, folks who weren't able to join of of what you what you attained. Uh, from my perspective, uh, and this is not necessarily in a session, but just from talking to vendors and, and especially suppliers, product suppliers, um, you know, the last two years, you either went with the guy you knew or the one that had the product because supply chain was so tight and things were tight. Oh, you don't have it. I'll get it. Wait, it's two times what it normally is. Okay. I need it. Take it. But now uh, I'm seeing things where vendors have overwatched because they thought the supply chain was going to continue to be long. So they're just sitting on inventory and wanting to get rid of it. It's either that, or you can also start leveraging supplies for, again, products, primary suppliers against each other to see really who wants your business uh, versus just taking it like you did the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that kind of one of my, one of my takeaways, and I don't know that it was maybe specific to a conversation or a session I attended, but it kind of, um, I think, uh, piggybacks on what Dave said. And it's just, it's, it's kind of like, right, it's hyper-focusing on the different aspects of your business and looking for like areas to either cut some fat or have continued improvement. Like we have a little more control right now in um, the softwares we're using, the products we're using. Um, there's more competition in the vendor marketplace. And so uh, I think that one of my big things was like the concept of just continuous improvement. I'm not necessarily growth exactly, but like looking at what you're already doing, looking for ways to improve. And, um, and then, yeah, just like treating, treating it like a business it doesn't matter what size of company you are. Like, honestly, the smaller you are, this is where like create those habits of 
um, thinking about all the different aspects of your company and um, who, what role leads that, what system leads that, what product or uh, you know supplier, whatever is integral to that, and, and thinking of it more as like a job description and a system. That way, you can scale and grow and be ready for the attrition that's going to happen. Like Will said, as um, owners jump ship and getting articulate about what you're doing right now will really help moving forward. Yeah, I was going to say another just like piece of it is I think the people are really hungry. It's not just the education piece. I think there's a lot of education out there. There's a lot of ways to learn this. Like example, this webin webinar right now, the the monthly elevates, like that's always a good source. But I think a lot of people are really just searching for perspective right now because there is no one size fits all for vacation rental managers or Airbnb hosts in any shape or form. So I think it's a lot of that. And then kind of getting into the creativity behind the technology. I think um, as, uh, you know, as we're all talking about scale, the biggest thing is that we can talk about scale, whether it's hitting whatever specific unit count you want to hit with your company. But I think just seeing people at conferences always coming back down to the basics, I think that kind of gets left in the dust sometimes. We always talk about inventory and growth and, and what's your rev par and occupancy and owner returns and all that, which is great and it's needed, but there's a lot of new people entering the space. So getting back to the basics and remembering, you know, if we can't operate well, what makes you think you can scale well, right? So I think that has been a big takeaway or aha moment. Whereas, yeah, there are a lot of people still talking about linens and the importance of housekeeping and the importance of making sure like you're just tracking little expenses here and there because things add up and just a lot of basic hospitality things as well, taking care of guests. Um, so often I think we can get so quick to be like, oh, this guest is really pissing me off because they're complaining about not being able to check in 30 minutes early. Well, it's hospitality and and that's what the industry we're in. So uh, just coming back down to that, like back to the basics is a, is a kind of a refreshing uh, message that I've been having as a kind of like a nugget to to take home. Yeah, it's it's funny. I um so I did I did two panels. Um I've moderated two panels at the international show and um pat myself on the back. They were both very crowded sessions. Um people on the floor couldn't wait to get in. Um but one of the things, you know, will to to add to that, right? Like the questions that were being answered, you know, for somebody who's been doing this for 25 years who you know, has asked those questions and, and sort of iterated on them. Um, they were, they were really relevant. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I always take away and listen, I'm not a property manager. I'm not in your shoes every day, but I talk to a lot of folks who are doing what you guys are doing every day. And, and sometimes it is just about getting back to the basics and rethinking the things that we, you know, that we know, but like maybe don't, you know, one of the people in one of my sessions was talking about, um, you know, as they, as they've grown the business, the, the owners only want to call and talk to the person that signed them up. And how do you create a path so that you can pull yourself out to focus? I don't know. I think it's Tim, Dave, that says this focus on the business, not in the business. Is that his saying? Yes. So um, Tim Cafferty, who is uh, the founder of Outer Banks Blue, always says you got to focus on your business, not in your business. And, um, and you know, th that that's what the, that's what folks want to do. But when you're in it and you're so in the weeds every day, that's so hard to do if you have if you can't learn from somebody 
who who has already done that or you know i'm it's taking forever to get owner approval right just the simple concept of like put together a minimum that you all are in agreement with that you can take action on um doesn't have to be thousands of dollars, but if it's under 250 bucks, my team's pulling the trigger. We're not calling you. So it's some of those like basic things that if you've been doing this forever and ever, you know, you know, but if you're just getting started are, are, are hard to figure out. Um, I think Corinne, I think Corinne, one of the things that's important between what you just said and you mentioned it briefly is, is the technology. Technology needs to be robust, work and handle a lot of this, but then it's, it needs to be flexible as well. Uh, depending if it's a 300, you know, property versus a five, it needs to be able to handle that and everything in between. Uh, that's something that sometimes gets lost and will be especially important again, as things get back to quote normal, uh, with, a maybe a typical rental season, if you have one of those in our area, obviously it's summer. So, uh, that you, I mean, I'm going to plug it. One of the nice things about breezeway is it's very flexible. So. Uh, we can do a lot of different things with it to be able to handle our operations when you've got 150 check uh, turnovers in a day. You got a lot of things going on and, and that technology is flexible enough for us to have a good handle of what's going on. I think um, also the thing about going to conferences, uh, whether or not you can attend one in person or plug into like virtual sessions or do these webinars, is that like Will said, you know, it's all about basics, but the You'll sit in a room, you know, with a hundred other people and some of them have a thousand properties, some have four properties and they can be advice to each other. They're asking the same question. Like everyone, I think we feel like we need to have all these basics figured out. But the truth is the basics just get harder to manage the bigger you get. And we all feel like we're on a runaway freight train. Like we are just trying to like find the break somewhere or like get, you know, water delivered to the people in the back. I don't even know. but it's chaos no matter how many properties you have. And I think there's just a lot of validation going to these conferences, going, you know, these educational sessions and being around our, you know, our peers and, and realizing that like, linens are always going to be a problem and, and like hiring is always going to be a problem and communication with inspectors is always going to be like a pain point and and so we just get, we do what we can at the size we are and get these tips and tricks from each other and we share and having that camaraderie, I think gives us more confidence going back home to um, know that we're not alone. Cause whether you are a team of one, you're like, you're a leader, like, and it's lonely to be a leader. It's lonely to be at like the top of your company. Um, and so having kind of feeling like you have this network, right? <laughs> yeah. is great. And also like for me, it's given me confidence speaking with my competitors back home like I don't I heard the best term at Vermeer was um co-opetition um so we have like these people that I have regular meetups with that are, should be my competitors but you know what like, we are all this together it is hard there's no reason that we need to make each other's lives harder or think that we're in competition with each other and so um it's like taking the essence of these conferences and bringing it back home and that creates like a lot of power um in your everyday life wherever you are absolutely so. um we only have a, a few more minutes but i do i have one more question for you guys and um i want to encourage attendees if, if there are specific questions that you have um feel free to ask those in the q a um you know you got you got some 
eager and willing folks who are happy to answer them for you. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that's really hard to say, this is the takeaway now that you're, you know, everybody's been home for two, three, four weeks is um, we get back in to the conferences that we get back into our daily grind. Um, and so I'm curious if you guys can provide any sort of tips or tricks or guidance on how you take what you learn at these conferences and actually put it into practice when you're back home, right? How do you, you know, hear about, I'll use the example that I just gave of like um, setting that $250 maintenance approval. How do I actually do that? Like, what does something like that look like? Uh, something that you learn at a show. Um, so I'm really big on prepping before going to a conference. So I have my team prep too. Um, we all have like the one thing we're focusing on, even myself. So um, I don't focus on every vendor. I focus on a category of vendors. Like this year when I went to the first conference, I was looking for a new, you know, revenue management software. So I only spoke to revenue management companies um, or dynamic pricing companies. Uh, and then having to focus on it's, it, it, it's just like choosing your one thing, like really going back to like one thing. You only do one thing at a time. So having one focus, you're going to get a lot. But asking yourself, is this like what I committed to focusing on or is this a squirrel? Because we all like go after squirrels. And then everybody on my team does that. We all like get to decide what one thing we're going to implement. And that could be a very small thing. If you achieve that very small thing, great. Now you get to the next one thing. But it's just doing one thing at a time and having a focus prior to attending a conference will really help you stay focused and be able to implement something once you're done. Yeah, I agree. I also agree on the the side of, I guess, debriefing afterwards. So really just having that dedicated time saying, okay, after we get back from this conference or while we're at this conference, um, you know, uh, my, uh, I went to one conference with one of my uh, team team members and uh, her and I on like the third day, we're just like, okay, before we go to another session, we need to go brain dump because I can't hold any more information. Like I'm ruling, like I have so many ideas going through my head. So being able to like be self-aware, if you've learned a lot, go dump it out and like get it like kind of kind of on a clean slate with your brain. And then if you don't learn that much where you think you can go through the, the whole conference without doing that, then do a debrief when you get home and just really take some action items um, as much into tech and gear and all this other stuff as I am, I, I, I'm a big fan of pen and paper, just getting it out and, and then taking that and finding ways to apply it easily, not trying to take a big bite. Um, you can't eat the whole pizza at once. You can have one slice at a time. So, uh, just grab that first slice and figure out how to apply it and then do the rest later. So one of the things that's kind of a requirement to, to go on a uh, trip, whether it's a software specific or to a Verma, you know, industry type thing is we do send Tim Miller of the company a debrief afterwards. And here's what we learned. And here's this, a particular takeaway uh, that we are going to, going to take. And I, I, for those that didn't go to Verma International, I actually took away quite a bit from the two keynote speakers. Uh, they didn't talk necessarily about industry specific, but really about kind of leadership and, and things such as what is the time to let go of, right? And you have to sit back and kind of say, Hmm, yeah, there's probably some things that, you know, I would be more value added if I worked on this instead of doing the data entry for something. And, uh, that's really important to take back and share with your team when you share with our, the other managers in the, in the company, 
So we all could kind of figure out, hey, we couldn't all attend this, but for those that did, here's the takeaways. Maybe there's some things that you can apply to it yourself. Um, my takeaway would be I, I'm on a different side and I don't know if anybody on our sales team is on here and they might not like what I'm about to say, but I, I would also say that like, you know, as we go to these conferences, whether it's a user conference, whether it's a smaller event, whether it's the big, big grand VRMA event, there are a lot of vendors that are there and there are a lot of phenomenal vendors in this space who can do incredible things for your business. Um, but they're there with a the purpose to like get new clients, right? So they're going to follow up with you when you get home. The best thing that you can do if you are interested is is kind of like what, what Carrie had said at the beginning. What are you interested in and what is that focus going to be? And set the correct expectations with the vendors that you're talking to um, about like, hey, this is awesome and I'm super excited to learn more about this. But like, I'm not going to be ready to talk for 10 days um, or whatever that may be, because, you know, we as 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 technology companies are coming to to see all of our existing clients and, and find new folks who can benefit from the product. Um, and their, their timeline and prioritization may be different than yours. So, you know, set yourself those examples, set yourself some, some times um, or some deadlines rather that, you know, I want to achieve that small thing, you know, within two weeks or within a month, or what does that look like? And then celebrate when you do um, because, you know, you, you were running a business before you went to this conference and now you're going to come back and, add all these really cool things. Um, but, uh, just super important to, uh, you know, make sure that you celebrate when you, when you accomplish the things that you set out to accomplish. So, um, cool. Uh, well, we're, I mean, we've, we've been going for about 40 minutes. I know we try to keep these between a half hour, 45 minutes. Um, I'm not seeing any questions or Q and A's coming in, which, um, means that you are either enthralled in everything that we're saying, and we've answered every question that you have, or, um, or you're not even there anymore, which I hope is not the case. Um, so uh, if you do have any, we're happy to stay on for a few more minutes. Otherwise, I'm going to do a shameless plug for our Elevate conference, which we'll be holding again uh, next spring. So definitely keep an eye out for that. It's a two-day, well, in the past, I don't know what it'll be. We haven't ha don't have everything finalized. But in the past, it's been two half days, um, tons of speakers. They're bite-sized. They're half-hour sessions. Um, a lot of really, really good information um, that you can take away and leverage in your business. So um, I appreciate you all. I appreciate Carrie, Will, Dave, you guys tremendously for for giving your time and and sharing your knowledge with, with me and, and our attendees today. Um, and for everybody who attended today's webinar, I appreciate you taking the time. We talked about it. You're busy. You have a lot of things going on. And um, we hope you could, uh, we hope you took at least one nugget from here um, about how you can uh, get the most from the conferences. So Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Corinne. You're awesome. Yes, thanks, thanks Corinne. Thank <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good afternoon. If you celebrate, happy Thanksgiving, happy early Thanksgiving, and um, we'll talk to you all next month. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.